And welcome into another victory, Spits and Suds. I'm beginning to say that a lot. I like it. Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by EP Ringside, Shap Shots, D Magazines. The name of his book is called We Win Here. It's always great to talk to Sean Shapiro after a star's win. How are you, my friend? I'm doing really well, Gavin. It's, uh, as you said, we've had to... Stars land has been a lot of uh a lot of, a lot of positive around there and it's yeah. been I mean it's been it's been a really good week of hockey just in general all the way down to I know it's in the sports world and the DFW sports world in particular obviously there's been uh, something else that's been on front of people's mind this past week and right. congratulations obviously to all those in, in in Texas Rangers land but yeah it's been a really good week of hockey in general not just stars related between I thought Monday was like Monday. It's kind of funny. It went right head to head with Monday night football and the world series, but there's a really good night of hockey on Monday. Yeah. Um, this whole week, there's been a lot of really good games. The league's been even last night. Um, there's across the board, you're watching the Dallas game. There's uh, if, even the one laugher was I watched for comedic purposes of watching San Jose, Vancouver last night. Like it's been a really entertaining week of hockey and it's uh, it's it's kind of one of those things where when we're having this much fun with it in October, that's a that's a good sign for oh, absolutely going forward. So. All right, so Sean, think about it for a second as I tell you this story, because I want to know if Sean Shapiro has ever covered any victory celebration slash parades based on what's happening today in Arlington, and it's so awesome. And the last couple of days have been a blur for me, but I will say so. The Stars are playing Calgary, and I tweet out during the third period, Sean. I said, we're going to do a quick post game, but if anyone has any questions, comments on tonight's game, you know, just just let me know. So that was the same night that the Rangers clinched. And a great listener tweets me back, and he says, sorry, Gavin, we're not in hockey mode right now. Uh, the Rangers just clinched. <laughs> I'm like, man, I that's I think that's a compliment that people think of me as hockey and not actually my day job. <laughs> I kind of knew the Rangers clinched and I kind of had to come up to the station and kind of had to work overnight as we celebrated <laughs> and then plan this whole parade thing. So, uh, but if people want to know me from hockey, I'll take it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So tell yeah. me, have you ever covered a victory celebration and stories from it? Because even yeah. right now, as we tape this program, just under three hours prior to a parade, it's already madness out at the ballpark. Yeah. So as far as covering covering the like, I, I've been at like I was at the Stanley Cup final um, this past spring, right? When uh, or it was in June, so this past summer technically. So I've, I've been on, I've been per, I've been on the ice when the cup is awarded. It's one of or right after the cup's awarded. That's one of the cooler experiences one of the cooler things we get to do in sports media is um it's and i i would imagine it's this is the case with baseball too i don't know for sure because i've never covered a world series champion or anything like that but one of the coolest things that i always love about after the stanley cup is awarded is about 20 to 30 minutes after the cup's been awarded and they've gone through all the passes to the players and everything like that they open the doors to the ice 
and all the families and, and families and those who have been around them get to go on the ice. And it's just kind of like, everyone's just standing on the ice and it's just, the celebration is just like there. And it's just kind of like a surreal moment. And it's, the cup is, is kind of moving around from person to person. And it's like, it's such a cool thing. Now that's, uh, that's, that was obviously with Vegas this past, uh, this, this past spring. And, and, and I've, I've done that. Um, went on a more positive Dallas connection and it's nice that you do such a great job sell helping me sell books but in 20 uh in 2014 when the the Texas Stars uh won the Calder Cup there was the they didn't do a, a parade but they did a victory celebration and, and and rally back in uh back in Cedar Park after they won and it's uh they set it up in, in the arena there in Cedar Park they had I'm sure they'd get some listeners who were there as well and it's just such a fun atmosphere where you get the trophy there everything is everything's right in the world right like it's it's one of those it's one of those moments where it's you just you kind of just like you're not worried about you're not worried about what's next you're not what's like so much in sports we worry it's part of the machine of sports right we worry about what's next what's next what's next right it's the moment it's the moment where you it's one of the rare moments in sports where you live in the moment. You're not worried about this guy's contract or this extension or whether this guy is going to, how this guy is going to age. Like it's, it's, it's such a, just a frozen moment in sports that we don't get in sports because very rarely does the sports complex allow us to properly live in the moment. Like that's one of the things that I don't think um, we do enough in sports. We can try yeah. to apply it more to an everyday life thing. And we do right. at times and you're like, Oh, let's just, but it's, it's always, what does this mean? And it's, when you're celebrating the championship and you have the trophy, it, you, it's literally, it doesn't matter what it means. This is right. Like you have this. And so um, I'm sure for everyone who's, if, is of course, I'm sure everyone going to the Rangers parade is today is, is they're, they're, they're waiting on pins and needles to listen to this podcast on their drive down there. I'm sure that is everyone's plan. Yes. Um, so <laughs> it, 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 as, as you, as, as of you're course. driving down to Arlington for the, for the, for the parade today, like, yes. like enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it's there's there's nothing really like it. It's it's kind of it's one of those things where it's very cliche, but that one Stanley Cup commercial I think is great. Where it's the remember that one that's like there are no words commercial. Where yeah, it's like they're trying to they're kind of ask there there's the interview and they try to ask the player and it's just player just like it really is something like that. So yeah, it's uh it's it's certainly special. So I also have a sports curse that's gone away, just a personal thing, and I never talk about it because no one cares, but. In my broadcasting career, I've never experienced a championship. And what's fascinating is move from Boston to Las Vegas, and Boston then went on that epic run, starting with the Bruins, the Patriots, the Red Sox with a couple of world championships, the Celtics won a world championship. All that happened after I left. Get to Vegas, leave Vegas, then the Vegas Knights appear after I left. And they go on to win a championship. Moved to Dallas, no championships while I was here. Then moved to Houston. After I moved to Houston, Dallas went and won the NBA championship. No championships when I was in Houston. I moved back up to Dallas, and Houston wins two world championships with the Astros. Well, you got one now. I know. So. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm going to kick back this weekend and actually uh, – yeah. Enjoy a, a frosty, but yeah. So, all right, 
Let's get to hockey because Stars with a big win, 4-3 to three last night. I had no nails left after that third period. Uh, so I have so many things to talk to you about, about last night's game, this West Coast swing. Yep. First off, Sean, are you surprised at the goaltender rotation? Now, to its credit, this maintenance schedule that the Stars coaching staff has Jake Ottinger on has worked thus far. Scott Wedgwood looked really good last night and has played well this season. So I personally, and when I talked to Craig earlier in the week, we thought it would be Wedgwood against Calgary and then Ottinger against, then we'd start the Ottinger run as far as Edmonton, Vancouver, and then Boston. Um, so I'm not surprised by it because it's one of the traditional things in hockey thinking is, has always been as a goal from a goaltending perspective. And I'm actually surprised Craig didn't bring this up, but um, the traditional thinking has been, you go with your starter in the first game of a back-to-back and you go with the backup in game two. And it's been, that's kind of the backup expects that that's their role. And um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I know for a fact that the stars, um, last season, there was a couple times the Stars tried it where they went with Ottinger in the second game of the back-to-back and Wedgwood in the first game. And I believe they lost both or all three of those instances last year huh. where it was well, Ottinger in it was Ottinger in game two of the back-to-back. And so it was kind of one of those things where the Stars reverted back to hockey tradition on that thinking. So unless you are having a real clear reason to split it any other way i always imagine dallas going forward currently with this tandem with this goalie coach jeffries and with pete DeBoer as the head coach you're always going to see ottinger in game one of a back-to-back and wedgwood in game two i just think that's going to be the way it's going to play out after it didn't work out last year and um and obviously that they had success it it worked pretty well yeah and, and the other thing about um both 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 goaltenders games and the thing about being a successful backup goalie and this is something that you have to know the reason being a backup goalie sometimes breaks young goalies um like it broke jack campbell which is actually fitting that they played edmonton last night it kind of broke jack campbell early in his career um it broke a couple other guys is as a backup goalie you are you know you're playing in tough situations. You know you're getting the nights your teammates are tired. It's part of the job description. And so um, it's uh, to me, it's not surprising the way that they handled that. Um, like, I, I would imagine you look at kind of how this plays out, and it, did, it didn't really matter who played which game first and second because either way if there was a day off for you could have you in theory you could have played Ottinger last night and played him on Saturday it didn't matter but I think just for people's context and sake Dallas did last year try at one point to go with hey let's go with Jake second game two and it didn't work and creatures of habit revert back to the old habits so it was nice on a center stage and by center stage I mean the country of Canada with eyes pointed on Edmonton with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl to, for 
the country to notice a guy named Rope Hintz and that first-line dominance last night as Hintz is off to a red-hot start since being back in the lineup for the Stars. It's, uh, oh, that's that's the weird thing, right? It's like, it's it's good to see Rope Hintz get, uh, obviously it's good to see Rope go off. Yeah. No matter where it is, he's in a, I, I love watching Rope Hintz play. Such a, he's one of my favorite players to watch just from a pure entertainment standpoint. Right. Um, it's also kind of, I think it's important too, to kind of apply some context to where I don't want to be, I don't want to diminish having done this in Canada, but there's a difference between having this type of showing in back-to-back games against Toronto and Montreal yep. and Calgary. I agree. And Edmonton. Like I, like I like, yeah, you could go and do this in, I would argue doing this against Chicago or New York is just as big as Calgary and Edmonton. And I don't want to dump on the Calgary and Edmonton markets like I am, <laughs> but as, as much as the, there are good amount of hockey writers and everything like that, we all know that, what you do against Toronto, what you do in the Eastern time sure. zone still drives a ton. So. But I also think there yeah. are hockey fans that look at best player on the ice. And it was hard yes. to argue against Rope. Oh, last for night. sure. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. And when you play against McDavid, there's always going to be the, there's the natural measuring stick. If you're the best player in a game, when you play Connor McDavid, that's uh pretty good. I mean, Last last night was the first night the Stars uh, first night any team held McDavid without a point this season. Like that's that's a pretty good indicator of what the Stars have been doing. That's a pretty good performance. And the the Rope hints like if you want to get the Rope hint Selkie conversation going, nights like last night are ones that become points you use of best player on the ice, dominant defensively matched up with McDavid quite a bit and McDavid didn't have a point. Like it's, that yeah. is, it's, it is that type of night. Um, I, I still, it, it's funny. Cause like NHL awards are, are weird, right. And how they vote on them and everything like that. Like I still struggle to see hints. I struggle to see hints winning an award like the Selkie just because it is such a, reputation sure based award all all the time and it's um and he doesn't have enough people banging the drum like yeah. you and i talking about him is great and stars fans can but we're not going to have the we don't have the pull to to force the uh um to force the the media members in boston and new york to spend extra time looking right. at him so yeah uh, but and I, I think, I think one, yeah, yeah, I think for most stars fans, what they have to realize is it's it's prove it based on market size and mm-hmm. market mentality. And this isn't an original six city, nor is it a Canada city minus Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at the same time, I you know, it's kind of like on NHL.com, You know, NHL Network ranks the top goaltenders, and I mean, I'm not saying that, but Ottinger was ranked seventh. Personally, I'd take him over UC Soros. I think Soros is playing really well right now. I, I disagree with UC Soros. Yeah. I love UC Soros. I love, I love him UC too. Soros. Yeah, but, I love yeah, him UC, too. Yeah. But I love my guy. I, I, I love I love Jake Ottinger, but you put UC Soros on a good team. Like, look what that yeah. guy does again. Like, yeah. that's just like that is we, we can have some discussions about other guys, but UC Soros is okay. one where what about I Connor would, Hellebuck? Uh, I would put Ottinger above Connor Hellebuck yeah. right now. 
because Hellenbach was actually ranked above Sarov. And I disagree with that. Yeah. So (laughs) it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting list, but you know, my point is if Jake Ottinger wants to move up the list or if stars fans want, then he has to have an elite year again, you know, Mm -hmm. and he just has to keep putting up the numbers, uh, which thus far, you know, he's doing quite a good job.